Marvelites, welcome to episode number 38 of This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast for all news, information, new releases, and Blake Garris sightings. He's got a haircut this week, so it's looking pretty spiffy. This is our first post-San Diego Comic-Con episode. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M, Executive Editorial Director for Marvel's Digital Media Group, joined by... Associate Producer Blake Garris, joined by... Rachel Pittman, a.k.a. Comic Scribbler on Twitter... And Kristen Maldonado. Look at you guys, plugging your Twitters. Mm -hmm. Well, you only. So I'm exhausted. I'm still tired from Comic-Con. I got one short day's rest and back in the swing of things, but excited because there's a whole lot of fun stuff coming out of Comic-Con. We're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about. If you're just joining us on the podcast, we're going to run through all the new comics releases, whether they're print or digital, collection or single issue. We'll talk about some stuff that's on TV and video games and movies, then go right into the news, lots and lots and lots and lots of news, and then on into your questions and comments. If you guys have questions and comments about both Marvel and the podcast, you can tweet them using the hashtag ThisWeekInMarvel. Very simple. We make it easy for you guys, and we're going to track those, and we'll talk about them in a future episode, but we've got a lot to get through, so I'm going to dive right in. Blake, kick it off with some Avengers Academy. We have Avengers Academy number 33, written by Christos Gage, art by Timothy Green II. This is basically a story about Justin Seifert and his friend the Sentinel. I was so touched by this story. It's um, a boy and his robot. It's yeah. very cute. Because the whole time it's like, oh, he's just a machine. And then everybody's like, no, he has. he's not a machine, he's a friend. And then the, I just was blown away. And then uh, basically it's Emma Frost trying to destroy the sentinel and justin is trying to make that not happen ant-man's in here just totally keeping everything at peace doesn't do a good, very good job yeah but there's a i don't want to ruin the ending no but it just made me happy when it, it made me sad happy everything in between yeah very but good silver's great in this yes it tickled that little part of my soul that loves Short Circuit and Short Circuit 2. Yes. Because I love those movies. Yes. All right. Over in Avengers vs. X-Men number 8, huge issue. Namor goes off the reservation. He just loses it. Goes just super crazy evil and basically destroys Wakanda. He does some nasty, nasty things. And there are repercussions. The Avengers come in full force to take him down. And they are lucky to knock him down, but... It really isn't by their own might that does it. There's a lot of factors involved there. What, what this really sets up is, going forward, the Phoenix Five are now the Phoenix Four. And what does that mean for the Avengers? How can they stop these four mutants who are now more powerful than they were before? It, it's going to be uh, an intense, difficult road for them going forward. This issue you know, has the whole team of writers, but written the script by Brian Michael Bendis with pencils by Adam Kubert, inks by John Dell, colors by Laura Martin and Larry Molinar. It's a beautiful, beautiful issue. There was one part in here that made me yell out loud when I was reading it, and then another part that made me gasp out loud when I was reading it. Terrific issue, as always, from the AVX crew. On to Captain Marvel number one by Kelly Sue DeConnick and Dexter Soy. If you guys have been listening or you know, you follow me on Twitter or whatever, you know I'm huge 
fan of Carol Danvers. I love her character. I think she's awesome. She's such a badass. She's really cool. Her last series, the Ms. Marvel series, was fantastic, written by Brian Reed. And I've been very excited by this. We got our first taste of Carol in action as Captain Marvel. I believe it was last week with Avenging Spider-Man. But this issue, Captain Marvel number one, explains why she took up the mantle and how she got to that point. And it's terrific stuff. I mean, it's just, it's a really great story. There's a lot of different bits and pieces. And she doesn't make that decision lightly. And it's really great to see how Kelly gets Carol from one point to another and sets up a lot of stuff that she's going to do in this series and uh, a big push for her to be Earth's mightiest hero. And what I thought was really cool was the last two pages of the book are what will be a, a letters column, but since we don't have any letters yet, we have a great rundown of all kinds of things from Stephen Wacker, the editor. And then the final page, fan art. Yeah, that's cool. We have had fan art coming in, and I've seen it through Tumblr and Twitter and all kinds of stuff for months now. As soon as we really announced it and showed the design for the new Captain Marvel costume, which has been designed by Jamie McKelvey and Joe Quesada, fans everywhere have been all over it because it's, it's such a great design. It's got this classic look to it, but it's very modern at the same time. She's got cool hair. She still keeps the sash, which I think is cool. And, and she still has that sort of sexy thing, but without revealing any skin, which is cool, and she's badass. The colors, everything about it is terrific. Really, really, really love the costume. Love the book. I hope you guys check it out. All right. On to Daredevil number 15 by Mark Wade and Chris Somney. Last issue, we saw that Daredevil had basically, his senses had been snuffed out. He can't sense anything. He's not dead, but he's just devoid of all senses. And then he got captured by... Dr. Doom's forces in Latveria. And why? You find out in this issue, they want to take his brain apart and give his extra super awesome sense powers to Victor Von Doom. And that leads to some really cool, really fun, really kind of intense stuff throughout Latveria as Daredevil tries to make his escape and uh, the consequences of him trying to fight without what he normally uses as his powers. And there's some cool parts where he sort of has his sight back, which all kinds of things going on here. Do want to give a shout out to the entire Daredevil team, particularly Mark Wade, Paolo and Joe Rivera and Marcos Martin for winning the Eisner Awards over this past weekend at Comic-Con. Well deserved for that and another great Daredevil issue this week. Next we have Dark Tower of the Gunslinger, The Man in Black number 2, written by Robin Firth and Peter David and art by Alex Maleev. This is basically a story of a gunslinger who is alone, doesn't have any friends, he just roams the world by himself, and he meets this boy, and it's the two of them just going into the dark together. The kid's scared, the gunslinger doesn't really know how to work with people, and it's just the two of them trying to, you know, work together under these circumstances. Also in this, first off, the art is fantastic. There's a great flashback scene with the gunslinger, Oh, wow, Alex Maleev and Richard Eisenhoff. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a great crew. And then, again, I can't spoil anything, but there's a twist with a monster, a creature. You're just going to have to check it out because... Yeah, there's some gorgeous pages. Yeah, it's fantastic. Gorgeous. Very cool. In Fantastic Four, number 608, you've got two stories going on, both in Wakanda, and this is before the events of Avengers vs. X-Men, number 8. Take that into account. So... Reed is with T'Challa going into this crypt 
underneath Wakanda and on a journey that T'Challa has to take. It's really important for him. And what happens to T'Challa completely sets the stage for his new status quo, how he will, like, what his power is, what his place in Wakanda is. And it's really cool. It's Black Panther's such a great character, and Jonathan Hickman just absolutely writes him amazingly well. Jonathan Hickman's the writer on this issue, Giuseppe Camicoli, with Carl Kiesel and Paul Mounts to take on the art. On the other side of the book, you've got Black Panther, the Shuri, who is T'Challa's sister. She's with Invisible Woman and Storm to take on another threat to Wakanda. And there's a lot of cool stuff here. The two stories intertwine at one point, and you get a hint that the Panther God tells T'Challa vaguely what to expect. I shouldn't say exactly, because he hints that there's some bad mojo coming, and Black Panther has to be there to step up and really handle it and be what he needs to be for Wakanda. And there will actually be two Black Panthers, and it will make sense, and it's important because they each have their own roles. Uh, Really great issue. Makes me want more Black Panther stories by Hickman. Yeah, just really terrific stuff. Now we have Infernal Man Thing number two of three, written by Steve Gerber and art by Kevin Nolan. It's basically a story of a writer. He's just plagued with demons. You've heard the story a thousand times. He's, you know, hurting or whatever. So he has this place in the woods, this kind of uh, mansion he goes to to write. And when he visits the mansion, at first he's walking with a tree, his tree friend. And then they walk into the mansion, and then it just gets super trippy, and these figures just sing songs to him. I love it that he's walking with a tree, and then it gets super trippy. Yeah. Because it wasn't trippy enough before. Exactly. To me, this was like the balance of, you know, a lot of writers have their demons, and it was just kind of like, this guy's trying to get his demons on the pages of his books. Do you struggle um, with demons a lot? When like, I'm writing my books, yes. Yeah. It's crazy. It's gruesome it's, and crazy and yeah. a gorgeous book. It's yeah. really well illustrated. It's just really some of the coolest art. And it, yeah, this book is, we talked about it last time we had an issue on. It was in the hopper and the back burner for so long. Now seeing it come out is very cool. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yes, it was. Oh, now we have Mitzvah Iron Man number 521, written by Matt Fraction. Art by Salvador La Roca. This is basically Tony Stark is locked in a prison owned by Mandarin in Mandarin City. It's a lot like, I guess, the first Iron Man film where he's kind of trying to make him create some technology for the Mandarin to use while he's locked away. Then we have Pepper Potts and Rhodey being Iron Men, Iron People, trying to fight battles there's a really cool moment where tony stark helps a prisoner who could very well die and um, mandarin doesn't like that you see tony stark's touching side i really really love this book yeah no the, the iron man book uh Invincible iron man is great it's the start of i think this might be the final arc for fraction la Roca, and darmada the team that's been on Invincible Iron Man for so very long and has done such a great job. It's really cool and Mandarin's plans have essentially come to fruition to a point. He's got Tony. He's got his power. He's got what he wanted but, you know, Tony is always working to try and game the system and get around and do what he needs to do. So a lot of stuff coming up with that. Journey into Mystery number 641. 
Yesterday I tweeted, as I was reading this, that this issue in particular made me love and hate Karen Gillan more than ever before. Because I love Karen Gillan's writing. I think he's just incredible. But this issue broke my damn heart. It's just... <sighs> yeah. We talk about Journey to Mystery a lot on the show. It's a book we love. Love, love, love. Young Loki, Young Leia, and their antics... There's so many great things in here. They have the Guy Fox masks in this, which I thought was super cool and super fun. Basically, there's this war in Otherworld that Loki has gone in to intervene and help Otherworld. He's changed his mind because he sees that the Manchester gods, these modern gods, are trying to do right. And that the Otherworld gods, the older gods with the new gods, everything can live together, they can work together, there can be a peace and sort of progress. Things don't work out as everyone expected or wanted. Loki is angry and yelling and sad, and rightfully so. And then there's big twist in that last page, that, oh, expletive moment, which was so good. So good. I hate you, Karen Gillan, but I love you so much for writing great comics. Now we have Marvel Zombies Destroy, number five of five. Written by Peter David, art by Marco Pietarici, maybe? No? Pietarici. This is obviously the end of this series. Every time I read something so crazy, it just kept getting crazier. I started, it was like, oh yeah, there's zombie sheep, no big deal. And then I was like, oh, now zombie Thor is strangling Loki with his organs. Thor takes his own intestines to yeah. strangle Loki with, and it's just so gross. As crazy as that seems, there's some really, like, touching moments in this. Like, I'm not going to tell you who gets bitten by a zombie, but it really made me sad. He was he trying to help out so much, and then he gets bitten, and then you know what happens after that. What happens? They become a zombie. Oh. This is the end, or it could be the end. Uh, wink, wink, we'll see. But uh, it was really fun, and it's worth checking out. On to New Mutants number 46 by Annie Lanning, Dan Abnett, and art by Leandro Fernandez, with colors by Val Staples. This is the final part of the Fear of the Future arc, which has Sam Guthrie, a.k.a. Cannibal, and Shan Koiman, a.k.a. Karma, coming back from the future to take care of something, and you find out that they were trying to stop Doug Ramsey, a.k.a. Cypher, from getting his brain bits infected with something crazy and opening his mind and what would eventually turn him into megalomaniacal dictator, really, in the future, who, on one hand, wants to save the world, make the world better, but really just wants to keep it super orderly and super structured and in his own image. And it's not a place for freedom or anything, so the New Mutants kids have come back to try to um, save the past to save the future. I won't say that everything works out exactly as it should. It's a really fun, great story. Leandro's art on this one was, I think, my favorite of the three-part arc, and it really great. I love seeing these characters interact with the older versions and the younger versions. This leads into the next arc, which is Fight the Future, and there's going to be some ramifications from this story leading into what, what's coming up.
Also out this week, Secret Service number three by Mark Miller and Dave Gibbons. It's an icon book, so it's creator-owned stuff from Miller and Gibbons. Very, very cool stuff. Gotta love Dave Gibbons' art, and Mark Miller's always got something crazy. So definitely check that out for those guys. Uncanny X-Men number 16 out this week, written by Kieran Gillen and art by Daniel Cunha. As much as I loved and hated Kieran for what he did in Journey into Mystery, I more just loved him for what he did in Uncanny X-Men this week. Uh, I also tweeted about this issue having my favorite use of Gambit in, oh, any, yeah. in any comic, maybe ever. It's really terrific. As listeners know, I do love that Gambit. It's not true. Not true at all, but uh, he has his use in this one, so it's the Phoenix Five tackling Sinister and Sinister's London, which is underneath Alaska, and you know, all these clones of Sinister, and these five super almost omnipotent mutants taking on all these versions of Sinister and his creations and his little clone creatures and all his genetic experiments. And they're getting their butts whooped. Sinister is just outsmarting them. He's outmaneuvering them. He's just wiping the floor with them. And it will take some extra help, probably, hopefully, that Sinister has not foreseen in order to take him down. So this was... Another terrific issue. I love all the stuff with Sinister that Kieran's been building up over the last year or so. Just incredible, incredible stuff. Untold Tales of Punisher Max is out this week. It's written by Jason Latour with art by Kari Andrews. Kids, not for you. If you're under 18 or 27, maybe not read it. It's a very intense, very mature themed book. But if you like your Punisher and you like blood and good stuff... Definitely check this out. Next up, we have Wolverine number 309, written by Ivan Brandon, art by Raphael Albuquerque, Jason Latour, and John Ro- Roach. Rock, Rock, I guess. Um, We're bad with pronunciation, yeah. especially without Ben here. That's true. Oh, yeah, Ben's not here. Ben's not we didn't here. talk about that at all. Our normal co-host, Benjamin J. Morse, is selfishly going to attend his sister's wedding somewhere in this country. I want to say Vegas. No? Maybe? It's Boston? Boston. That's the same thing, right? They're very close. They're like, we don't listen to him when he talks. Uh, that's true, <laughs> obviously. But we wish his sister the best. And... All right, continue, Blake. Wolverine 309. This is basically Wolverine and a mutant boy named Elixir. Elixir was a member of X-Force. He was a member of the new X-Men when they were the kids at the school. Uh, his power is to heal, but he also developed his power to like, corrupt and destroy. It was really cool. It's basically him, I guess, trying to get into the brain of Wolverine because Wolverine kind of has that balance of he can kill and he still does it, but he feels guilty about it, but he doesn't really show the guilt sometimes. So the kid's just trying to understand Wolverine. Wolverine at first is being a little standoffish and they just kind of get to know each other a little bit better and then there's some Cyclops in here he kind of looks like a big jerk oh that's Cyclops come on he's a big old jerk you kind of get to feel kind of compassion for Wolverine like you can see you know he's not such a bad guy sometimes but the art in this is just fantastic yeah, um, Albuquerque and Latour, like, back and forth through the book. It's nuts. Yeah, it's amazing. 
this is one of my favorites this week for sure. Yeah, no, it was a great story and just amazing art. It's ridiculous. Like looking at the colors, especially towards the back end of the book when stuff gets super crazy. Mm-hmm. So good. Yep. So good, and it's exercised issue. So you're paying four ninety nine for it, but you get lots more story than you would on a regular priced issue. And for those of you who are asking about why three oh nine came out after three ten, I don't know. Stuff happens. I think we wanted to get three ten out in time for San Diego and kick that off. And it's just you know, comics are comics. This is a standalone story. Slot it in your collection when you put it in there. It's all good. Now we have X Factor number two forty, written by Peter David, art by Leonard Kirk. This was so awesome. I have no words. It's pretty much a story of Butterfly, Layla Miller, and there's a bunch of words. You're talking. Those are all kinds of words. She. <laughs> I would be silent. No, 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 no. I'm just messing around with you. But Come on, Blake. She, she can see into the future, I guess, of what whatever she. She knows does. things. Yeah. She knows stuff. So she can tell whatever she does ahead of time, and so you just see like every impact you have on every scenario throughout. She's trying to save somebody for some reason, and. To get from point A to point B, she has to do certain things, and she can see the scenarios that are created inside the scenarios she's trying to control. It's like if she bumps somebody on the subway, the guy would be sad, and something could happen to him. If she looks past him, something else could happen. This is all throughout the book, and it's just so fantastic. You put yourself in this woman's brain you can just see like everything you do has some kind of reaction to some bigger thing and i don't even know how they managed to put all this in one book but it was so awesome yeah it was jam-packed i'm curious to see there's one section that has strong guy and monet going on a date and even their situation has you know a fork two paths that they could take i want to know what our reality will be which one we're going to get because that's two very different outcomes. It was very exciting. I love Peter David's X Factor. Mm-hmm. It's just so good. Yep. Yep. All right. Final book of the week is X Men number thirty-two by Brian Wood, with art by the incomparable David Lopez, inks by Alvaro Lopez, and colors by Rochelle Rosenberg. These like six hundred odd year old mutants who have been showing up, and the X Men are out there trying to figure out what their situation is, and trying to communicate and try to get to the bottom of this it's turning nasty and you know there's a lot of different things going on here storm is trying to keep this within her small group her small team she doesn't want to tell cyclops because she's she wants to take care of this here she doesn't want him getting involved and taking other steps that she doesn't feel are necessary or the right steps right now magic is involved we get to learn a, a bit more about where these mutants came from what their situation is what their history is it's all really cool Brian Wood's done a really good job of weaving these characters into, you know, what we know. And then this just awful villain dude who has been revealed to the team. They're going to go and they're going to take him down because he's a jerk. He's a jerk and he needs to be knocked down a few pegs. And I need to say that the cover by Jorge Molina, I just want to slap you across the face with his book, Blake, because the only thing it could do is make you look better. It's so good. It's such a great cover. All right. So, we did all those comics. How much time did we do? 
27. Boom! Under 30 minutes in the comics. Second That's good bin. for a, a lot of books this week. Mm-hmm. Twim of the week time. Twim of the week time. I think I have four. It's that tough for me this week. Uncanny X-Men, Journey into Mystery, Captain Marvel, and Avengers vs. X-Men. Ooh. I just can't pull those apart. I could possibly go five with Fantastic Four, but I'm trying to keep it locked to four. Captain Marvel, Avengers vs. X-Men, Uncanny, and Journey to Mystery. I agree about the Captain Marvel. That was so amazing. I still have to go with X-Factor. It's good, yeah. I loved it. I'm going to go with Journey into Mystery again, because every week. Also, Captain Marvel looked amazing. Kelly Sue DeConnick's an amazing writer. The art looked stunning, so looking forward to that. And you got me interested in X-Factor. And that sounds really great. Very good, yeah. I think we're all interested in like the same ones. Definitely Captain Marvel looks really awesome. And Fantastic Four, I've been like reading a lot of Fantastic Four lately, so I want to like you know get into that. And then X-Factor just looked really cool. Like The whole idea of everything you do kind of like change the outcome of your future just sounds like really interesting so i think that one specifically is my film of the week awesome very good guys use the hashtag this week in marvel let us know what your tomb of the week is after you read your books so let's go right into collections on sale thanks to max beckman for providing the list we've got avengers west coast avengers family ties captain america and bucky the life story of bucky barnes Counter X, X Force, Rage War, FF by Jonathan Hickman, Volume 2, Ghost Rider, Volume 1, Herc, Prodigal God, trade paperback, so that collects the whole Herc series from last year, Marvel Masterworks, Golden Age Marvel Comics hardcover, Spider Man, Ends of the Earth hardcover, so soon, man, we got that out like that. Spider Man, the complete Ben Riley Epic Book 5 trade paperback. And Ultimate Comics Ultimates by Jonathan Hickman, Volume 2, Premiere, Hardcover. Uh, a lot, a lot of good stuff here. Ends of the Earth, Spider-Man, FF by Hickman, and Ultimate Comics Ultimates up there for me as twin picks. Ends of the Earth. Spider-Man. Ends of the Earth, Blake says. Yep. Very good. All right. Digital Comics released on the app this week. We've got a bunch of them. So we're looking at Immortal Iron Fist Annual, number one. Marvel Knights Spider-Man, numbers 13 through 22. The Marvel mixtape we gave out at Comic-Con, that should be a freebie. Pick that up to get some really cool previews. Mechanics, 1 through 6. I can't believe we put that up on the app. That's awesome. Realm of Kings, Imperial Guard, 1 through 5. If you guys are interested in Guardians of the Galaxy, this Realm of Kings stuff will definitely be uh, part of your long-form reading experience. Silver Surfer, numbers 34 through 38. X-Men, number 15.1 and 16 through 19 from the current series. All very good. Blake, why don't you tell us a little bit about the digital collections on the app? We have Captain America, The Man with No Face, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 1, Legacy. What? Immortal Iron Fist, Volume 2, The Seven Capital Cities of Heaven, Marvel 1985, Marvel Zombies 4, and Silver Surfer, Rebirth of Thanos. You guys, Rebirth of Thanos, Immortal Iron Fist, and Guardians of the Galaxy, and Marvel 1985, I love all of those very much. All really good. Everyone who wants, I've heard this a lot, how do I get started in Guardians of the Galaxy? I would say you start with Annihilation. There's a long reading order to go through from there, but Annihilation will first introduce you to Star-Lord. Star-Lord eventually, obviously, becomes more of a player, 
the Guardians form up during some of the Annihilation stuff, and then as they get their own book, you know, even if you just start with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, you're good to go. All right, so in addition to all the comics on the Marvel app, you can get your fill of digital comics through Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. That's our subscription service on the web. Bunch of new books this week, including Moon Knight numbers one through six from the most recent, yeah, I think that's the most recent Moon Knight series. Maybe? Maybe not. Maybe. Uh, Avengers 137 through 146 and 151 and 211 and 239 and 243 and 250 and 300 and 311 through 313 and 329. We just threw a whole bunch of issues. I'm sure that's filling in a bunch of gaps, which is something that we've been trying to do here and there. So that's obviously a a long process as we have a series with so many issues. But, you know, a lot of new uh, Avengers books in that. In addition, we have Avengers, the 1998 relaunch of the series after they came back from Heroes, Reborn, Return, all that good stuff. Issue 17 through 20. A lot, a lot of stuff, so much stuff, so much stuff, my goodness, so much stuff. Stuff available this week, games, movies, all that good stuff, TV. I'm going to kick it over to Strami, who's going to drop some knowledge bombs. Strami, take it away. Hello there this week in Marvelites. This is Marvel.com assistant editor Mark Strom coming at you from my desk this week because I forgot to bring my recorder back with me to the office from my luggage where it was for the duration of San Diego Comic-Con. So with that, I should just let you know that all of my co-workers are giving me strange looks and we will launch right into what is on air this week. Of course, we've got new episodes of Ultimate Spider-Man and Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD beginning at uh, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. First up is a new episode of Ultimate Spider-Man entitled For Your Eye Only, which features Spidey getting some new gadgets, including a web cannon that shoots webs. And uh, this episode is the one in which uh, Spidey and his friends have to go up against Zodiac. And it's the classic Zodiac, as in, you know, the... 12 dudes and the you know big spy organization that type of zodiac and they infiltrate the shield helicarrier and spidey and gang have to of course knock them down after that at about 11:30 a.m eastern time we've got a new episode of the avengers earth's mightiest heroes entitled along came a spider and this episode features a special guest appearance by spider-man in which spider-man and the avengers go up against wait for it the serpent society and again this is your classic serpent society you get to see spidey and the avengers team up and sort of face off against them. It's great fun. If you ever want to see Spidey and the Avengers team up, this is the episode for you. Also, not, well, this week, but this upcoming week, of course, is the season two finale to Iron Man Armored Adventures. This airs on next Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Nicktoons. This is the McLuhan Invasion Part 2 Unite. This is the 
big finale to season two. If you've been following along, you know that season two has really sort of been divided into two arcs. And the first arc was the first 13 episodes, and that was the Armor Wars story that revolved around Obadiah Stane and Justin Hammer and all that stuff. The second half really wraps up the storylines, some of the storylines from the first season surrounding the Mandarin and the McLuhan Rings, and this is really where things just get bananas, and you've got, you know, of course, Tony and Rhodey as Iron Man, or War Machine, and Pepper now as Rescue, because she has now suited up in the rescue suit, and they sort of, well, have to save the world from exploding and not being here anymore. But that pretty much covers everything that we've got going on for this week in TV, but I will be back with you shortly to impart upon you many of the incredible things we announced at San Diego Comic-Con last week. All right, thank you, Strami. Hope you're recovering well after the Comic-Con. Time for news. And you guys, seriously, you guys, you guys, seriously, there's so much news. Mm-hmm. So much news because last week was Comic-Con. I'm going to run through as much as I can. So one of the big pieces of news, Deadpool game is on its way. Activision and Marvel announced the Deadpool game at the Marvel Games panel at Comic-Con on Saturday with Deadpool himself barging in into the panel room, coming up, getting a microphone getting up on stage, kicking off some of the people, standing on a table, announcing his game, playing his trailer twice, being awesome, being super funny. It was incredible. went over really well. I interviewed Deadpool at the show, which everybody tells me was a great interview. Yeah, you kept up with him. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, you know, we had a little bit going on there. It was good. That was a lot of fun. You guys can go to www.deadpoolgame.com for more info and to see the trailer. You can also get updates on facebook.com slash real deadpool and twitter.com slash real deadpool. We posted some photos of Iron Man's Hall of Armor and all that stuff. You can get that on the site. In addition to the Hall of Armor, there was the new armor that is in Iron Man 3. We unveiled that on Saturday. I, my days are blurring. Friday night, Judith Stevens, myself, and Mark Stromy Strom were at the convention late. The three of us were at the premiere of Item 47, which I'll get to in a minute. We came back to the convention center to be there for the assembly and set up for the new armor. So we saw it, you know, get put together and get lit up and really, you know, cleaned up before all the fans could see it. Judy took some amazing photos, which you can see. I think it went over really well. I love the armor. I think Mm -hmm. it's really cool. And it's very cool to see it on the stage, but... When you guys will see it in action, because we showed a lot of stuff at the show, only for people at Comic-Con, you will see how cool it looks when it's actually moving and really, really awesome. We showed the first clip from Marvel One-Shot Item 47. We had the premiere of Marvel One-Shot Item 47. It's the, if you guys have the seen Thor and Captain America on Blu-ray, you'll know that they have these one-shot short movies that fit into the Marvel Cinematic Universe continuity. They're really cool. They've featured Agent Coulson and Agent Sitwell in one or two of them. Obviously, Agent Coulson can no longer take part, but Agent Sitwell takes up the mantle and, and is the uh, one of the main characters in Item 47, and it's about 
one of the Chitari weapons that fell to Earth. It is the 47th piece of technology that has not been accounted for yet, and it's about Agent Sitwell going and recovering it and the people who have it and the antics that, you know, go on with them. It's really great. I saw it once in June when I was visiting Marvel Studios. I saw it once in a run-through of the premiere uh, before the crowd got in, and then I watched it a third time with everyone at the premiere. By the third time, I was starting to pick up lots of little things that I hadn't noticed before, which was really, it was awesome to see. There's lots of, I wouldn't call them Easter eggs, but lots of cool tidbits for people who watch this and are really interested in the cinematic universe and everything that's going on with it. It's directed by... Louis Desposito, who's co-president of Marvel Studios, who's a wonderfully nice fella. Really awesome. I sat behind him, Kevin Feige, and Stephen Broussard, who is the producer for Iron Man 3. Also, Bubbles. He was there? He was sitting next to Stephen. I was trying to place him when I was at the, the premiere, and I was like, I know this fella. I know his face. And then when I saw the photo of the two of you together, I was like... Yes. Did you know we got a photo of him with Iron Man on the stage? I did not. Would you like to explain who this is? Andre Royo, something like that. He's bubbles on the wire. Great guy. We gave him some stuff. It started out when on the stage, the people who were running the stage gave him a Marvel event staff T-shirt, and they're like, "Bubbles is here," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And then so, if anyone listened to our this week in Marvel. Point five episode for this week. It was with Michael K. Williams, one of the stars of The Wire and Boardwalk Empire. You know Blake is a huge Wire yes. fan. And we told him if he ever wanted to visit Marvel, he could come by. And he goes, I told him that one of his castmates had already shot by. And I told him who. And he goes, no, you beat me to it. So maybe, hopefully he'll stop by. I believe he's close friends with Maximiliano Hernandez, who plays Agent Sitwell. Agent Sitwell, I've, I've been emailing with him. I should say I've been emailing with Max. And uh, he's coming by Marvel later this summer to do the tour of Marvel. And we're going to do you know, a This Week in Marvel interview with him. That's awesome. So that'll be great. So lots of great stuff with item 47. Again, that's only available on Marvel's The Avengers Blu-ray. We posted a photo gallery of all kinds of stuff at Marvel Studios at Comic-Con 2012. Lots of great photos by Nicole and Judy, our amazing photographers. Probably some great photos by the Disney staff who are also there shooting films. Great stuff to check out. Again, anything San Diego Comic-Con, any of the stuff that we're talking about there, you can go to marvel.com slash sdcc2012. Get links to all the news. Get links to all the photos. Should be able to watch the video again. So much stuff on that page. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's true. Yes. All right, we got more. There was a story about getting interactive with Avengers vs. X-Men, so we've got this cool app from OfferPop that lets you vote on Avengers vs. X-Men cosplay and a variety of things. You can check that out. Last week we posted a Tuesday Q&A with Nick Lowe, who's a nightmare and a horrible person. We took over the Palm Restaurant in San Diego. On Wednesday, I went to the Palm, which we go to every year, and we had David Marquez, artist of Ultimate Comics Spider-Man, Drawing Miles Morales as Ultimate Spider-Man on the wall, adding his amazing work to with the likes of Linnell Yu, Simone Bianche, Mark Brooks, Mike Choi, Steve Epting, John Romita, Senior and Junior, Michael Ryan, Humberto Ramos, Riley Brown. It's just an amazing group of artists that we've had put up there, and we've got more. Actually, 
was talking with the staff over at the Palm with C.B. Sabolski and Arun Singh about what we should do for next year. So if my ideas and my plans can work out, next year's stuff that we do at the Palm will be even cooler and bigger and crazier. It should be a lot of fun. You guys can see all the photos and all that stuff and even some video up on the Comic-Con hub. Again, we talked about This Week in Marvel, episode 37.5 with Michael K. Williams. 36.5, we also put up last week. I don't remember who that was with, but I'm sure it was terrific. Oh, um, John Barrowman. John Barrowman. Yes. John Barrowman. Yeah, that was a great interview. It was awesome. That was me. Comic-Con, we also have exclusive videos with Marvel AR. So if you were at Comic-Con, hopefully you were able to check out some of the AR executions we built into the booth and into the buttons that we made some Ultimate Comics or some Ultimate Spider-Man buttons. If you even use the Marvel AR app over the images of the buttons on your computer, you should be able to get the executions to work. It's really cool stuff. Red She-Hulk is getting her own book. We announced that at Comic-Con. We announced that Ultimate Mandarin will be debuting soon. We announced that we have signed Dave Marquez, artist of Ultimate Comic Spider-Man, exclusively with Marvel. We talked about Marvel Now Point One, a big book that will introduce a bunch of new stories for Point One for Marvel Now and new characters and directions for a bunch of things. That's really cool. We announced A Plus X, a new sort of team-up book that's coming out of AVX. AVX Consequences, another book coming out of AVX, which follows the events of the very end of AVX and the consequences that that has for the Marvel Universe. We announced A-Babies versus X-Babies, which is super adorable. That's by Scotty Young with Gurihiru. Just so awesome. I want to just smash my face into it. I can't handle it. It's so cute. So, Ultimate Comics Iron Man, we announced a new book for that. We announced that Venom and Scarlet Spider versus Carnage is the story for Minimum Carnage, story we've been teasing for a while. We announced that the teasers we posted before Comic-Con are for Punisher Warzone, a big story by Greg Rucka and Marco Cacchetto. That's just going to continue just the amazing story that they've been putting together, and Punisher has some hefty foes he has to take down in this book. And we also posted last week a Q&A with Rick Remender, or this week was Q&A was with Rick Remender. Last week's was with the horrible Nick Lowe. Love Rick. Saw him for like two seconds at Comic-Con. He's got so many books coming up. I mean, he's going to be leading the charge for Marvel now with Uncanny Avengers, and he's been doing such amazing work and breaking our hearts every week, so definitely give a read to that one. Blake? Now we have Avengers vs. X-Men New Era hats. They're really cool. There's tons and tons of hats based off AVX. If you like loud hats, if you like quiet hats, if you like medium-voiced hats, New Era has them for you. Tons of pictures up Wait, on the site. Medium-voiced hats? You know what I'm talking about. I have no idea. Is that a Southern thing? It's hats with normal voices. It'll all come together one day. You but are destroying me inside. A really cool thing about it is at the AVX panel at Comic-Con, they passed out the hats and uh, a couple of people like Niccolo was wearing one and uh, you can check that out as well on the San Diego Comic-Con hub page but yeah just go to marvel.com and look at the images there's more hats coming in the future they're really cool and then next we have Marvel superheroes invade college campuses which is a really awesome thing Russell Athletic has teamed up with about 250 colleges to have these t-shirts with some of your favorite superheroes on them there's I think four is at Oklahoma State we have somebody at LSU, K 
Captain America at somewhere else. There's so many. It's going to be really cool. I'm sure either your college is in there or a college you love. So check that out as well. There's a lot of news coming with that too. There's a psych ward with Ryan's favorite character, Gambit, by Tim Stevens. Be sure to check that out, even though Ryan probably won't. It's really good as Tim's stuff is also so great. Tim's stuff is great. Yeah. Then we have Superheroes Save Lives, which is a really amazing thing. It was at Comic-Con. You could buy a t-shirt and help a children's cancer hospital, I believe. Yeah, St. Baldrick's. Yeah. If you go to stbaldrick.org slash marvel, you can find out more information and pick up your own shirt. It's 20 bucks. The proceeds go to help fight children's cancer, which, come on. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Help out people, you know. And finally, we have, from Comic-Con as well, Bring Doom Home. If you had the chance to visit the Marvel booth, you could sign up to uh, get information about bringing this really cool Doom figure home. If not, there's information online. Whenever there wasn't somebody there with a computer to sign up, we had people constantly coming up to us asking us how to get this figure. So it's a really cool thing. You should check it out. Uh, everything's online. Yeah, if you guys go to marvel.com slash Victor Von Doom, it might still be up. I didn't ask the web team, the production people, if that's still up. So you get 30% off, and you get an awesome Doom figure with the gauntlet. So get up in that. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to kick it over to Strami for even more news, Mark. Welcome back once more this week in Marvelites. I know Blake and Ryan are covering a lot of the San Diego Comic-Con announcements that we had. Of course, San Diego Comic-Con was this past July. Sorry, not this past July. It was in July this past weekend. And we had a ton of really great stuff coming out of it. I know Ryan already touched on a bunch of the Iron Man stuff. But in addition to all that, we had some great TV stuff, including some buttons that we're giving away exclusively at Comic-Con. They were featuring the cast of Ultimate Spider-Man. And not only that, but they were AR activated. So if you're listening to this and you were at Comic-Con and you got some of the Ultimate Spider-Man buttons, then download the Marvel AR app for free on your iOS and Android devices. Hold your phone over one of the buttons and you can unlock an exclusive special behind-the-scenes clip of each of the voice actors who played the various characters uh, sort of talking about bringing them to life and working on the show. We also had some foam fingers we gave away, some that uh, were in the shape of a Spider-Man thwip. Yeah, I think that was it for Marvel TV giveaways. But, of course, also coming out of Marvel TV and the Marvel TV panel, we announced the upcoming Marvel Knights Animation Season 2. This kicks off by finishing off the Astonishing X-Men saga by Joss Whedon and John Cassidy. We've got two more volumes of that coming your way, and shortly after that, we will be unleashing a whole host of new Marvel Knights Animation projects, including Inhumans by Paul Jenkins and Jay Lee, Eternals by Neil Gaiman and John Romita Jr., Ultimate Wolverine vs. Hulk by Damon Lindelof and Laniel Francis Yu, Wolverine Weapon X by... 
Jason Aaron, Asad Ribic, and Ron Garney. And Wolverine Origin by Joe Quesada, Paul Jenkins, and Andy Kubert. I think I just covered all of the series that are coming your way in Marvel Knights Animation Season 2. We also showed off the test footage for Marvel's Avengers Assemble, which is the next iteration of the Avengers cartoon. This is the very first time that we showed it off to anyone outside of Marvel. So if you're lucky enough to be in the panel, you saw it. It's awesome. It's coming your way in 2013. Not much more we can say about it at this point, but we will be bringing you more news when we can. And of course, we showed off once again the test footage for Hulk and the Agents of Smash, which is also coming your way in 2013. It's a new animated series starring Hulk, your traditional Green Hulk, Red Hulk, She-Hulk, the uh, traditional Jen Walter She-Hulk, A-Bomb, who is secretly, or not so secretly, who is Rick Jones. Of course, it's his gamma-radiated alter ego. And Scar. And we showed that off. We'll be bringing more news on that, of course, when we can. Not much more we can say about but at this moment, other than it's coming, but it is coming. Moving from Marvel TV to Marvel movies, we had some really big, big announcements at our Hall Age panel on Saturday night at San Diego Comic-Con. We announced that Guardians of the Galaxy will be one of our next films, uh, our 10th film, to be exact, that will be coming on August 1st, 2014, and it will star uh, Star-Lord, Groot, Rocket Raccoon, Drax, and Gamora. We've got a great piece of concept art by Charlie Wen, who is one of the members of our visual development department. He does a lot of really great stuff. Charlie is one of the main concept artists who designed Thor's costume in Thor and in uh, Marvel's The Avengers, uh, Loki's costume in both of those movies. He's been with us a while, and his Guardians piece is just incredible. We also showed off some test footage for Ant-Man that uh, director Edgar Wright shot just a few weeks ago. Of course, we don't have it to show off uh, to you guys. It was only shown exclusively for those people in Hall H. But as soon as we do have more to tell you or show off for Ant-Man from director Edgar Wright, we will. We unleashed the official logos for both films, for both Guardians and Ant-Man. And we also announced the titles for the Thor and Captain America sequels. Thor will be Thor The Dark World, and that will be coming November 8th, 2013. And Captain America will be Captain America The Winter Soldier, and that is scheduled for April 4th, 2014. So just a little less than two years away for that one. Whew, that, oh, of course, we also, before I forget, showed off a nice little reel from Iron Man 3 and revealed that Sir Ben Kingsley will indeed be playing the Mandarin. Fans in the hall got a little bit of a taste of what he will look like, and yeah, I don't know. It's awesome. I don't know what more to say about it than that. So, apart from that... 
we also had a special kids costume event at the Marvel booth at San Diego in which we announced that, you know, if kids ages, I believe, 4 through 14 or somewhere around there, came to the Marvel booth dressed up as Iron Man, that they would get a signed poster by Robert Downey Jr. Of course, what we didn't tell them was that Robert Downey Jr. himself would be there. So he came out. Uh, the kids loved it. It was really fun to see their reactions. And also the parents who were, you know, particularly for some of the younger kids, more excited than the kids were and sort of like getting their kids like, you know, going closer for the photo with Robert Downey Jr. We also had available at the booth if you pre-ordered the Avengers box set at the booth you got an exclusive poster by Matthew Ferguson who did the artwork on the sleeves for each of the films in the Marvel Sam Mac Universe Phase 1 Avengers Assembled box set he's a great, great artist he did some really great work and Speaking of, I think we unveiled this last week. I think I talked a little bit about it last week, but just because I didn't, you can go to Marvel.com right now and check out Matthew Ferguson's artwork for each of the seven discs, the six discs, plus the Phase 1 Archives disc, which is uh, also available in the box set. So you can check all of that out on Marvel.com right now. And of course, if you haven't yet, pre-order the Marvel Samac Universe Phase 1 Avengers Assembled box set is as a uh, replica of the S.H.I.E.L.D. briefcase that carried the Tesseract in Marvel's The Avengers. It got some top-secret dossiers on Captain America, on Hulk, on Iron Man, and on Thor that have some really, really cool things that you can sort of flip through and just sift through. And I've had a chance to sort of get, look through them all myself, and they're very awesome. It's something that I think you'll really want. Oh, it even comes with a replica of the Tesseract in the middle of it that actually lights up. Whew. So, moving on from Marvel movies to Marvel, well, movies and, and sort of comics. Over in um, Ben's section of the site, we've of course been doing the History of Iron Man series, which breaks down the past 50 years of Iron Man history year by year. Jim Beard has been writing these little gems. They go, like I say, year by year and look at basically what Iron Man was up to. Uh, we released parts four and five this past week, part five earlier this week, part four last week. Go there right now, check them out, because they're a great read, and it's really fun to go through and see sort of the evolution of Tony Stark and the evolution of Iron Man over you know the decades, really. And over on the Marvel Games front, we, of course, revealed two new trailers, one for Marvel Heroes, our upcoming MMO, and one for Avengers Battle for Earth, the upcoming Xbox 360 Connect game, which will also be available for the Nintendo Wii U system. First up, we got Marvel Heroes. We showed off a new trailer. It's very snappy, very punchy, and by very punchy, I mean there are lots of punching. There are lots of heroes punching bad guys. 
revealed that Black Panther will be a playable character in the game, and fans on the San Diego show floor actually got the chance to get their first hands-on demo of the game at the Marvel booth. We had the Marvel Heroes folks over there, and they were giving people their very, very first chance to play through it themselves. It seemed like people were really digging it, which was really exciting. Of course, we don't yet have any news on when you will be able to play it, but whenever news of that does come, we will share with you, and we will, of course, be bringing you even more Marvel Heroes stuff in the coming weeks and months, because this is a game that I am super, super stoked for. So I'm hoping that we get a lot of stuff out there for you guys to see. For the Avengers Battle for Earth trailer that we unleashed, you got your first look at the scrolls from the game, because, of course, the storyline for this game is inspired by Secret Invasion by Brian Michael Bendis and Laniel Francis Yu from about four years ago. Of course, if you remember, Secret Invasion was all about the Skrulls coming, taking over the Earth, or trying to take over the Earth, replacing different Marvel heroes. And yeah, in this game, you will be fighting against some of those replaced heroes. This, for those of you who don't know, is our upcoming game for the Xbox 360 Connect and for the Nintendo Wii U system. And with this, you actually use your own motions to activate the characters and the players' different moves so that you actually become a part of the game. It's very fun. I've had a chance to play it myself along with my intern. I beat my intern several times in this game. I beat a co-worker of mine several times. You don't want to mess with me on this game. I am very good at and is probably the only video game that I can say that about, so I just like to break. <laughs> but that, I think, pretty much wraps everything in terms of San Diego Comic-Con news that we had for this week. With that, I send you back to Ryan and Blake. Of course, Ben is not around because he has abandoned us for his sister's wedding. So I'd just like to say congratulations, Ben's sister, on getting married. And Ben, why did you abandon us? We are so hurt, but we understand. You know, sometimes, sometimes family has to come before us and... You know, we resent you a little bit for it, but, but in the end, we understand. And I think, I think I'll be able to move on past this wound eventually. So with that, I bid you all adieu, and I will speak with you all again next week in This Week in Marvel. And we have returned back in New York where the weather is awful and gross, and uh, I just can't handle it. So awful this morning. Oh, last night... And on the subway, subway had no air conditioning. After a day uh, of work, and you just want to like go home, and it just it was awful. I think someone threw up on my train. It was a nightmare. Everybody was sad and crying, and uh, we all died. But I'm back, and we've got so many tweets, so many questions, so many comments. Guys, if you have your own tweets, comments, and questions... Send them to us. Don't be shy. We love new people chiming in. We love our fan favorites. We love our MVPs. We love our longtime listeners. 
Use the hashtag this week in Marvel. You can also send them directly to me at agent underscore M to at Blake Garris to at Ben J Morse and to at Strami. We'll check them out and respond to you as we can either on the podcast or on Twitter. All right, so many to do. All right, at Cassius three three five tweets. Listening to the Team Barrowman this week in Marvel. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Jack Harness Harkness Harness. I think it's Harkness. Harness. Need is Harkness. Yeah, Agent of Sword. There was a typo in here, I guess. Agent of Sword. That would be awesome. I don't know if there will ever be an Agent of Sword anything. I don't know where Agent of Sword, where Sword falls in terms of Marvel Studios or Fox or any of that stuff. But we can all dream, right? I love me some John Barrowman. At Alex Gimmel tweets, I think you should pick a Batrock the Leaper book. For what? I don't know what that means. We don't have a Batrock book this week. I would pick it because I love Batrock. If you guys are watching Ultimate Spider-Man animated series, Batrock has shown up on a bunch of episodes. He goes, leap, leap, leap. It is awesome. It is awesome, awesome, awesome. Alex Gimmel had some problems with the podcast. I think Blake has helped sort them out, I hope. Yeah, I think he's just got an older version of iTunes or something. Yeah, upgrade. Get all the technology. Exactly. Put it in your brain. Exactly. Yeah, microchips. At Jedi Masketeer tweets, Headed to the Iron Man 3 location to see what I can see, hoping for something epic. Let's hope they are still filming. I guess I really don't condone going to the locations where we're filming because... A lot of people go there, and then they'll take pictures, and those pictures leak, and it just makes hell for me. And especially if you're looking from the outside in, you don't get a good look at anything. I guess it's cool if that's what you want to do, but I don't condone it. At L underscore Comanche tweets, Are there going to be less double shipping of books in general? It's killing me, and I don't want to drop a bunch if possible. Anthony, we will be shipping more of the titles that people want to buy more of. You know, like the fan favorite books, we're going to get more issues at. But more comics of the more popular comics, hopefully that won't hurt you too much. You'll know more as we get into more Marvel Now stuff. At Venom3187 tweets, I'm loving ABX and hoping Cyclops bites the big one. Parenthetical, dies. Guys, means dies in the end. Never liked him. Brandon, that's very mean. Cyclops is being a jerk, though, so... Yeah, but you wish death upon this guy? Yeah, you're right. It's intense, yo. At Brad the YM tweets, Based on the events of New Avengers, is a heel turn coming for the Phoenix Five? Well, if you're reading AVX, especially AVX 8, you can see where things are moving. Another one from at Brad the YM. What was your favorite part from San Diego Comic-Con? Marvel and other? Well, we're not going to talk about anything that's not Marvel, but, Blake, what was your favorite part of Comic-Con? I think it was working with everybody. We went through a lot. We worked long days, but everybody kind of bonded at the end because you got to get through it. It was really fun. I, I can say Ben's as well, probably. Meeting David Hasselhoff at the Iron Man stage when I wasn't there because he reminds me That's a me double win. That's a double win because he meets the Hoff. He also gets to rub it in your face. Yes. You celebrity-obsessed man... Ben gets a double dose. I didn't get to meet Hoff. Yeah. So I'm with you. I want to punch Ben for meeting Hasselhoff and not holding him down for the exactly. two of us to get there. Exactly. Right? Did you see the pictures? No. There's one of Hoff like this next to the Iron Man Of course Man there statue. is. And you guys can't see that, but it's a cool pose. I'm sure it's on, Hoff. if you go to marvel.com slash sdcc2012, you can find it. What was your favorite? Getting through it all, surviving. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I, I had... Great interview with Stanley. Really fun interview with Deadpool. Fun interview with Bruce Campbell. 
I did a lot of phone interviews, and we Don got Cheadle. a lot of Don Cheadle and Shane Black. A lot of great moments here and there. I think favorite things were giving kids the Lego toys. They're very, very exclusive, apparently, yeah. and very, very expensive now, Lego figures. But I just wanted to give them to children so that the children played with them and people don't just go and sell them on the Ebays and all that stuff. But, you know, I think just seeing the kids being like, oh, awesome, free mm-hmm. toys, it's great. At Brad the YM, another one tweets, Defenders for the win. Scarlet Spider is best new character, sort of new, 2012. Well, Scarlet Spider is great. I love him. Mm-hmm. At Immortal Thor 99 tweets, Deadpool game, all caps. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Uh, my sentiments exactly. Yeah, I think we all said that when we watched the video. Yeah. The Deadpool trailer that you guys can see is a version of what I saw a while ago because High Moon Studios put it together to pitch the game to Marvel. And it's really cool. There's a part where he's like, at the end, he makes the call me dudes. In the original version, it's call me Marvel dudes basically saying, hey, call me, let's make this happen. It's really great. There's some tweaks to it. Such a great trailer. Man, yeah. The game's going to be terrific. Adam Mortal Thor 99 tweets, FYI on Avengers Alliance, ramp up Scarlet Witch at higher level. She casts a spell, turning attacks into health. Yet, Scarlet Witch is ridiculous. She's so good in that game. I just got Black Panther yesterday. I haven't really used him yet much because I'm trying to level up my low-level characters and also playing all the bonus missions, and those are super tough. Folks who are like under level seven will get annihilated at this point. But I have a bunch. I just leveled Iron Man up to level twelve. He's max. Cannot go any further. All right. At Thelmeister tweeted, "How many comics do you read a week?" Tweeted this to me. How many comics do we put out a week? Add five to ten on top of that. That's about how many I read a week. So it's anywhere from 20 to 40 per week. It's a lot of comics. A lot of comics. At QWERTY D tweets, Wish I had a stack like that too. Looking forward to this week in Marvel, more so with all of the epic announcements. I posted a photo of my stack earlier in the week saying this is what I had to read for the podcast. I read everything. It's all awesome. Yeah, so many epic announcements. Again, for all the news that you may have missed from Comic-Con, go to marvel.com slash sdcc2012. Faith Soprano tweeted, I could really use a gift card option for digital comics, not MDCU. Will that ever be available? Yeah, that's very interesting. I don't know how it works for the Marvel digital app, but I know you could do it with Comixology. If you go to marvel.com and click on the link at the very top of the page that says Digital Comics, that'll bring you to the comic store, the Marvel comic store. And you know what? Hey, hold on one second. All right, so in that one second, I took a couple minutes to look at the comicstore.marvel.com. I can't find any sort of gift card option, and there's a gifting option if you're using Comixology, and you can link your two accounts, your Comixology and your Marvel app account, if you go to Comixology support, but you want a gift card I'll relay that to the folks at Comicsology and at Marvel who head up all the digital comic stuff. Maybe we can do that. Your question saying, will that ever be available? Maybe. We'll see. At HWView tweets, the best news from SDCC is the Marvel movie Phase 2. Can't wait to see how they connect. Yeah, so there was a cool part at the beginning of Hall H. We showed this video that went from 2006 through 2011, really and showed all of our Hall H presentations, our big 
Marvel Studios movie beats that we've, we've come to the San Diego and we've wowed and we've showed some cool stuff and it started with 2006 and where it's gone from now and that was all phase one. And at the end of the video it says, thank you to all the fans for making Avengers the biggest movie of all time and phase two begins now. Phase two be began with that Hall H panel this weekend and uh, we've got Ant-Man, We've got Guardians of the Galaxy, we've got Iron Man 3, we've got Thor the Dark World, and Captain America the Winter Soldier. So, yes, it's all part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and Guardians of the Galaxy is a live-action film, all connected, and you will find out how as we go forward. At HWView tweets, AVX8, this is the book of the year, big brawl, and Xavier acting like Vinnie Mac waiting to hear No Chance in Hell. Wrestling reference, you guys. Vinnie Mac is Vince McMahon. No Chance of in Hell is his awesome entrance music. Blake, do you know it? It's been so long. Feels terrible for not remembering Vince. McMahon. Yeah, feel terrible to Vince McMahon. You hurt his feelings. He has feelings. Yes, yes he does. All right. At Bibliotech tweets, I really want to get caught up with Guardians of the Galaxy so I can be even more excited about the movie. Any recommendations? Yes, of course. So as I was saying earlier in the podcast, my recommendation would be to start with Annihilation, the first bunch of books for Annihilation. There were, I think, four limited series, and they all connected, and there's a reading order to them, and Annihilation, and Annihilation Conquest, and Nova's ongoing series, and all these characters are involved, and it really builds up, and, and the Guardians of the Galaxy start to become a major part through those stories. Star-Lord being the first to really show up and take point. And then, you know, you, you, the team gathers, and you have the Guardians of the Galaxy series and a variety of limited series that come out of it. And now into Avengers Assemble, where the Guardians of the Galaxy have shown up again recently. A lot of great comics. I mean, you can, you can read just the Guardians of the Galaxy. You can read even just the Avengers Assemble book that's out now and get a good sense of who the Guardians are. So... A lot of places to start with. At I am right 689 tweets, What universe does Avengers Assemble take place? In 616 or cinematic? It is the, as it's commonly referred to, 616 or the regular Marvel Universe. At Jatari tweets, Been listening to This Week in Marvel and love the podcast. Now watching Marvel SDCC, and it's nice to put voices to the faces. Thank you, Jatari. I don't think we've had a comment from you before, so cool to hear from you, and glad you are enjoying the podcast and enjoyed our Comic-Con coverage. At W. Bandoy tweets, Did interns go with you and Ben J. Morris to Comic-Con? He's tweeting to me. If so, did they get reprimanded if they're seen at competitors' booths? Jay... We don't have time to go to competitors' booths at Comic-Con. Everybody's so busy. And the two interns who went with us, Anthony Chubanza and Tom Lafferty, they worked their butts off. Yeah, they, fantastic. They did great stuff. They nailed it. They were, they were instrumental in us having a very successful experience at Comic-Con. So no reprimands there. They went above and beyond. Had a good time, too, I think. Yeah. Another one from that... Bandoy saying he also thought the voices sound familiar when he was watching SDCC coverage. I posted something that was a tease, which is no surprise there. At W. Bandoy said, about tease, how about how many months from now will we hear about it in This Week in Marvel? That was, oh, you know what, that was in reference to me staying late at Comic-Con on Thursday night putting up the Iron Man suit, so... Didn't take you long to find out about that. At W. Bando, I said, just got newsletter on the Marvel San Diego Comic-Con app. We'll download it when I get home. Have I missed much Marvel now? 
you haven't missed much. And again, if you want more, if you want all the information on Marvel Now, go to marvel.com slash marvelnow. And that's a destination with all kinds of Marvel news. At W Bandoy said to the entire crew who was at Comic-Con, you deserve a million twin points for excellent Comic-Con coverage. Thank you, Jay. At Jay McCusker24 tweeted, Catching up on the This Week in Marvel podcast I missed while I was away. Good times. Thanks for catching up, John. Let us know, you know, as you get really caught up, if you have any questions or comments, and we'll get those answered. At X-Force Josh tweeted, My favorite thing to eat for breakfast is waffles. All right. It's good to know. Yeah. You girls, favorite thing to eat for breakfast? We went over this last week, but I don't think you chimed in. You weren't here. Mm, pancakes. Pancakes. Okay. And you just regular pancakes, not like, you know... Cinnamon with chunks of nuts or chocolate chip or like, you know, apple steak and berry or anything? No, but maybe like sides, like sausages or bacon or something. Okay. Gotta say French toast, you know, with like nice, you know, crunchy stuff on the outside, like sugar baked in, all that, like delicious stuff. Very good. Carbs. Oh, yeah. What's wrong with carbs, Blake? Everybody likes carbs. Yeah, yeah, they do. At X-Force Josh tweeted, just read New Avengers 28, one of the best comics this year. I don't remember which one that was. I read so many comics. Was that the last issue where they were trapped with Luke Cage and them? Or was it the issue before? I don't know. New Avengers has been on fire uh, in recent months. It's so good. At X-Force Josh tweets, Welcome back from Comic-Con, guys. Hope you had a safe and fun trip. Looking forward to hearing news and other fun stuff. Thank you, Josh. As you can tell by my voice, it's a little hoarse. I've spoken more in the last week than I probably did in the previous two months. So I'm never going to speak again after this podcast. At Levi P. Tompkins tweets, Who's editing Uncanny Avengers? Levi, I don't know. I assume... I'm going to guess either Mr. Brevoort or Ms. Sankovich, I think. Unless it goes to the X office, I think it'll be an Avengers family title. We'll see. I mean, the, the whole thing about it is Uncanny Avengers. Hey, why don't you see if Nick Lowe's out there? Or ask one of them jokers. Special guest. Hey, yo! We brought hey, Nick Lowe. <laughs> Nick Lowe, this question, I guess, will be for your editorial group. Who's editing Uncanny Avengers? That is Tom Brevoort's the editor, but Daniel Ketchum is, works on it with him. Ah, so it is like a... It is a joint office jam. That's awesome. Yep. Very good. Heck yeah. That, that was the question. How was your Comic-Con? Terrific. Wasn't I'm it? still kind of coming I just got back in this morning at like 5.30 in the morning. Oof, and you're here. That's yep. a trooper. I had a fun trip to L.A. after, but Comic-Con was awesome. It was crazy. The Marvel booth was insane. Senior Editor Nick Lowe, what was your favorite moment from Comic-Con? My year? favorite moment was Robert Downey Jr. coming on stage with the little kids in their Iron Man costumes. That was awesome. My uh, second favorite moment was knocking the live stream off on the very first live thing accidentally by knocking almost knocking the camera over yeah nick decided it would be really funny if he <laughs> dove over our live table onto us but yep. no that didn't work out as well as we all hoped <laughs> i guess or did it or did it that was comedy that was live telecast magic yes it was where was getting your face painted in this list of favorites? that was a ton of fun too i was just really cool like the makeup lady was super like talented and it was crazy. Yeah, thanks to Ka and uh, Ka by yep. Cirque du Soleil for, for doing all kinds of cool stuff with us. Yeah, I've got to walk around freak people out, doing my best at David Bowie. <laughs> Hello, David Bowie, which is not good. I is that what he up. does? Is that what he just walks yep. around yep. saying, he just Hello, his and his name? I just think of Flight of Concords, Bowie <laughs> stuff. That's pretty much pretty good. Sit on. Yeah. So, there you go. Awesome. Thank you, there Nick. There you have it. You're Appreciate welcome. It. Boom.
All right, at Laser Mountain Monster tweets, it's done, you talked me into it. I now have the complete current X-Factor run and reading it for the first time. That is awesome. We'd love to hear stuff like that, Patrick. Thank you. Another one from at Laser Mountain Monster. I have to say, Avenging Spider-Man is awesome. This week's was almost as good as number five with Cap. Yeah, super duper. Both with Cap, Captain Marvel, Captain America, both terrific. Glad you're liking them. At Laser Mountain Monster tweets, aside from Jean Grey and Thor and the obvious ones, who has died and come back the most? I don't know. There's not a lot that get resurrected multiple times. If they're lucky, they come back. But, I mean, Colossus came back. Was he really really dead? I don't remember how it broke down in the Astonishing. Yeah. I don't know. If we had the human comic book encyclopedia Ben Morse here, we probably would have a better answer. Mm -hmm. But he's left us for this week, selfishly going to his sister's wedding. Awful human. At Laser Mountain Monster says, Deadpool video game, thank you. You're welcome. Final one from at Laser Mountain Monster. Awesome. Called him busy to work and saw Amazing Spider-Man. Worth it. Glad you dug it, Patrick. Is that what they call late in Europe? Busy? Huh? Isn't he European? Tweet at me where you're from. Yeah, totally. I'm going to go with yes. Good. Yeah. It's like calling sneakers trainers. What is that about, huh? Yeah. Am I right? What's the deal with that? What's the deal yeah. with that? All right. At T-Bear220, this is a response to my tweet that was, oh god, there's an awful smell on this flight, and it's like a smelly tentacles of smell seeping into my brain. Which, yeah, there was an awful smell for a short period of time on my flight out to Comic-Con. Anyway, at T-Bear220 tweeted, my plan is working, evil laugh. Soon this week in Marvel will be mine. More evil laughing while rubbing my hands together. Evil laugh. Evil laugh. Did you guys see the Muppets movie? The recent Muppets? Nope. You have to. What is wrong with you humans? It's fantastic. Oh my goodness. How about the soundtrack? Yes, the soundtrack is terrific. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Horrible interns. No, you're not. You're fine. <laughs> At Hawkeye tweeted, Loving the podcast. Keep up the good work. Can't wait to see new Amazing Spider-Man movie and hear your opinion on the movie. Pete, we liked it. You're right. It's a good film. Mm -hmm. At Hawkeye tweeted, Rhino versus Thing. Who would be the victor? Well, you know, Rhino back in the day would have been trounced by Thing. I think in recent years, Rhino's really been built up. Dan Slott and the Amazing Spider-Man crew have done great work on the character. Now he's much more of a force. It would be tough. I mean, I'm still going to pull and say Thing, but it wouldn't be so cut and dry. At Hawkeye Tweets, just started reading Uncanny X-Force. Fantastic read. Thanks for the recommendation. Good work, lads and lady. We should have told Nick Lowe to tell his crew, but... Pete, you can tweet to at Remender, who is the writer. I was hanging out with Phil Noto, who is the artist on the current run. I introduced him to WWE wrestler CM Punk Friday night at Comic-Con at the Marvel Party. And it's cool because Phil Noto and Punk and myself, we all come from the same sort of music background, music scene. So we had a lot of overlapping interests in addition to the comics and all that fun stuff. It was Super geekery, and Phil Noto is one of the most amazing artists. And I saw Dean White. Dean White is just this force of nature when it comes to coloring comic books. And I met him for like two seconds, and it was very exciting because I think his work is incredible. Where was I? Right. At Hawkeye, who's the most all-around dangerous villain, in your opinion, in the Marvel multiverse? Uh, you can't go there because the multiverse could have like a version of... Thanos, who's got five Infinity Gauntlets, two Cosmic Cubes, who's got like 12 arms, 
who has teeth that are made out of Mephisto and whose eyes, when he looks at you, turn you into bacon or something like that. Because the multiverse is infinite. There's so many possibilities. Let's narrow it down into our universe, and then I go with Thanos. Still. Just Thanos. I mean, yeah. he's the most dangerous dude. He's just, he's got the rep for a reason. He is scary. You also, you could put Annihilus up there. He's got billions and billions of creatures at his disposal when he's in charge of the negative zone, so it's tough. You want to chime in at all? I'm going with Carnage. Carnage? I know he's not made of bacon or whatever, but... Maybe he is. He kind of... We don't know what the symbiote suit is really made of. Carnage is just crazy, and crazy is scary. Yes, it is. At Hawkeyeock tweeted, if you could interview any Marvel character, who would you pick, hero or villain? Hmm. I'd want to interview Dazzler because she's had a great career. She's done so much. I'd be interested to see, you know, what she thinks of life and all that stuff. I'm going to go, since it's still on my brain, Butterfly. because she, Layla Miller. Yeah. No one ever calls her Butterfly. Layla Miller. She's got a lot of levels to her, like an onion. Yeah, she's like an onion. That's a really romantic thing to say to a girl. Girl, you like an onion. <laughs> she's an onion and Carnage is made of bacon. <laughs> It all works out. <laughs> uh, you can tell we're pretty hungry here at this week in Marvel. <laughs> at Hawkeye Up tweeted, which Marvel character would you like to see be taken over by the Venom slash Carnage symbiote? I think I've talked about it before. There's a terrific issue of What If where the suit bonds to the Punisher and how Frank Castle uses the suit and how he fights it because it's trying to take him over. That's a great, great story. You should check that out. Other than that, I mean, the Venom suit has taken over a variety of people and a bunch of what-ifs, and it's been some cool stories. I don't know. Maybe Rocket Raccoon, just to see what would happen there. It'd be fun. A little fun time. Blake? Wolverine, maybe? No. Sure. This is your pick. You don't have to ask me. Wolverine. All right. Yeah, that would be dangerous as all get out. Another one from Ad Hog Ayak. Who would you pick to create Ultimate Supervillain Team? I don't know if this question refers to what writer artist I would pick or who I would put on the team. You know what? Pete, come back to us with a little bit more accurate version of the question next week. Let us know if you're talking about a creator or the actual characters on the team. Final one from my hog eye up. Just seen new Amazing Spider-Man movie. Good work, Wicked Film. Wicked. It's like the Ice Cube song. I'm running out of steam, guys. I'm going to keep going. At QI underscore Hulk up tweets, did y'all miss my fantastic questions? Yes. At QI underscore Hulk up tweets, is it Hank Pym in the Ant-Man movie? We haven't talked about any details about the upcoming Ant-Man film, so I will not answer this question. At Randall Wood AU tweeted, so pumped to see Gateway in X-Force until he was spoilered. Is Marvel getting rid of all its Australian characters? No. I'm sure we'll make more. It's not like... Characters can't come back from the dead at some point. It's not like we can't make new characters. But I was also destroyed to see what Rick Remender, that monster of a human being, does to characters in his Uncanny X-Force book. Another one for Randall Wood. Where is Elixir so I can give him my 22 twin points to bring back Gateway? Or do I give them straight to Rick Remender? you got to give him to Remender. Elixir was in the Wolverine book that Blake loved this week. I don't know where he is right now. That's a great question that Ben can probably answer. Tweet to at Ben J. Morse. Another one from Randall. As we all know, the current exchange rate is 10 twin points is equivalent to one mutant life. 
I think that's kind of low. One mutant life should be worth more than 10 simple twin points. But I'm going to give you five twin points for trying to rationalize this out. How's that? Boom. At Rev Gimlin tweeted, Listen to AVX special of This Week in Marvel on the way to work. Great fun as always. Now, alas, I'm all out of podcasts. Hashtag Sadness Island. Or Sadness Land. I want to go to Sadness Island. I think that would be a little bit safer than Sadness Land. I assume it's smaller, less dangerous, and sad. I want to think about this later. Yeah, you, yeah. sit in your room and think about Sadness, <laughs> Sadness Island. Land wow, that's Sadness really, Island? That's really depressing. Mm. I think they were like quoting something from the podcast. They were like making a joke about a game that they were going to make called Sadness Land. Probably. Like Candyland? Look, I do a lot of this stuff. You know, Kristen, <laughs> I do a lot of these podcasts. I talk a lot. And she's uh, right. Sorry. She's right. But still, anyway. Ten twin numeros from you. Uh, I listened to it, though. Five twin points. <laughs> At Rev Gimlin, question. Can hashtag Spider-Woman project Venom Blast from her feet? New Avengers 28 suggests so. I guess. I, I don't think it's ever been explored. But if she wanted to, I mean, it'd probably be more about focusing the energy through an extremity rather than through just her hands. I'm not going to go down this path too much. At Rev Gimlin also tweeted, I've always loved John Barham as an actor, icon, and person. Now as a geek, thank you so much for 36.5. Robert, I agree with you 100 million percent. He's amazing. He's even more amazing and outrageous and incredible in person. The stories I can't tell you are wonderful. Mm -hmm. At Rev Gemlin tweeted, hashtag Torchwood movie. Oh God, Team Barrowman, I know it's just, just a suggestion on This Week in Marvel, but hell yes, please. Hashtag We Can Dream. I do love me some Torchwood. Wasn't there a Torchwood movie? No, they did. Uh, the most recent thing were a series of episodes for the most the previous season. I think it was on Showtime. Yeah. I could be wrong, maybe. Yeah. That damn show breaks my heart, though. At Rev Gimlin tweeted, Question, loving Guardians of the Galaxy in Avengers Assemble, but where's Groot? Well, you'll have to keep reading to find out what Groot's situation is. At Ruff Gellin, This Week in Marvel 37 was great. The detail the team managed to include in the comic reviews as they sped through them was the perfect amount. Thank you. Hopefully we were able to nail that without computer brain Ben Morse here. At Ruff Gimlin, question on the back of Frog Thor question. Can Anthony tell us more about Stormcaster? I haven't heard of that hammer. You'll have to send it to us again next week, I think. Anthony is out to lunch with John Cirilli today. They didn't invite Blake or I or Kristen or Rachel, so they all get 10 twim demerits. You guys can tweet that to each of them at, at Chubanza, at Tom Lafferty, and at John Cirilli. Let them know that they have wronged the wrong people. So they get demerits and our jobs. Well, they can't have my job. <laughs> How do they take our jobs? They're all out the brass. <laughs> the brass? Yeah. <laughs> all right. At Rev Gimlin tweeted to Ben J. Morse, what do you mean Pet Avengers isn't canon? I don't know. That's a question for Ben, who should answer maybe next week. At Wolf926 says, I'm sorry about mixing you two up to me and Ben. For some reason, I think you guys uh, sound the same. That is incorrect. Ben has that gravelly Shawn Michaels-like voice. I usually have the Ryan Panagos-like voice. Five twim demerits from you, Ryan. I'm just <laughs> dishing these out left and right now. At Wolf926 says, I will try my best not to mix you two up again. Hashtag best podcast in the world. Ten twin points. At Wolf Knight 26 tweets, A kid at a daycare I work at wants to know if there is any way to kill the Hulk. This has been explored numerous times. I'm sure there are, but it's not easy. I mean, you 
probably cut them open and then put a bomb inside them or something. You can't really cut him open very easily because he heals right back up. And the bomb probably wouldn't kill him because he's all made of bomby stuff. And you can't put him out. Yeah, he's going to be tough. Why would you want to kill the Hulk anyway? Let him be. Just leave him alone. Mm -hmm. Leave him alone. At WolfKnight26 tweets, I don't think you guys are too hard on Anthony because I think you guys are just helping him learn. Tough love. Mm -hmm. Five twin points. At Wolf Night 26, the 1,000th Raw episode is coming up. What is your favorite Raw moment? Well, Ben won't be here. Raw 1,000 will have already passed. I missed a lot of Raw. I'll be honest. I missed a lot of it. But my favorite Raw moment is when Mick Foley won the world title for the first time. I remember watching that. Mick has been my favorite wrestler since ECW days. You know, I know wrestling is not everybody takes it seriously, whatever. That was a really awesome moment. Dude deserved it. Deserved, worked his butt off for so many years, taking bumps and going through hell before he was mankind, before he was Dude Love, doing all the stuff that he did as Cactus Jack around the world. Seeing him get to that point in his career and in, the, in that industry, getting the world title, that was awesome. That is my favorite Raw moment. I went to a Raw in high school. Yeah. Undertaker, Steve Austin. It was amazing. It's probably my favorite moment. It's awesome. Do you guys watch wrestling at all? No. Nope. Nope. All right. For Ben, I'm going to say it has something to do with Shawn Michaels. At Wolf Knight 26 says, Which Marvel character do you think CM Punk is most like? Hmm. Hmm. Talk's a good game. He's fast. He's agile. I wouldn't go Spider-Man. Quicksilver. Kind of like Quicksilver, I guess. Kind of a jerk to people sometimes. Iceman. A little bit like Iceman. He's got a good attitude, but like can be sort of sarcastic and stuff. He's got a little bunch of little bits and pieces in there. At Wolf Knight 26 tweeted, Do you know if the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes theme song will ever be available on iTunes? The song is awesome. I don't know. I thought it was during the first season, but I could be wrong. And I guess I am. Maybe Strami can answer this one. At Wolf Knight 26 tweeted, You guys make me laugh every week. You guys rule. I love Marvel even more because of you guys. Keep up the good work. Ryan, thank you very much. 50 twin points. Shaveless... Butt kissing and saying nice things to us sometimes works. Let's do Jerry Seinfeld again. What? <laughs> Why are we doing that? No, no, no. Uh, I like it. <laughs> Me I too. like it. At Okra Mids tweeted, Do you guys read comics outside Marvel? Be honest and what's favorite current runs? I totally do. I read tons of books outside Marvel. I read a select number of DC comics every week because they come in. I'm not going to tell you what those are because I'm not plugging their books. I read a bunch of books. I read the Adventure Time comics from Boom. I've been reading Joe Keating, who we has been announced will be doing a Thanos comic. I read his creator-owned stuff, stuff he's doing over at another company. I read a lot of books. I buy all my comics. They're digital now, just because I don't have room for print comics unless I get them for free. So all my stuff is digital. I read a lot. Blake, do you read anything outside of Marvel? I mean, it's okay if you don't. It's fine. Everything else sucks. No, I love Boom. Like even I know some guys that work there. They're great. Yeah. DC's obviously put those. Yeah, one of my best stuff. friends is an editor at DC Comics, and I have a, n a number of friends, a lot of friends at DC, mm -hmm. and a lot of friends at every comic company. That's just how it goes, you yeah. know. It's like this is a small industry. Everybody knows each other. Everybody reads each other's stuff. It's the way it is. It's okay. You should have a varied palette. Yeah. Another one from Matt Oker Mines. Will AVX be available in trade? I'm late to the game and missed out. Of course it will, Sal. It will be after. Probably after the hardcover, and the hardcover will come out after the series ends. So you're looking at fall, winter for any sort of 
collected release. But you know, Sal, if you read digital, you can pick up all the issues without worry of them being sold out or anything like that. But go to your local comic shop. I'm sure you can still pick up the issues. Never too late. Never too late. At Meds tweeted, I'm a 34-year-old guy who got back into comics by listening to your awesome podcast. Thanks for bringing the kid back. Sal, that is actually one of the best tweets I've gotten. I mean, I love hearing stories about, you know, people coming back into comics. I was talking to someone who does a podcast this past week, and they do a podcast about bringing new readers and lapsed readers back into comics. So to me, that's super important, and it's like... I have been in periods where I wasn't reading comics, and there's always something that brings me back in. It's really, you know, what draws you back in is always going to have a very special place. So thank you for that. Ten twin points to Sal DeMarco. Another one from at Mids. Please spill the beans on the Comic-Con news. I'm sure you probably did by the time you read this. If so, what's up? Sal, go to marvel.com slash sdcc2012 to catch up on all the good news. Final one from at Mids. I have no experience, but I'm a cool guy. Can I have Blake's job? Blake, would you like to address this? I picture his resume just being like a blank page with just cool guy. <laughs> How and awesome. I would love to get a resume like that. I know. I'd be like, something to him. I need yeah, to like, him. you have the guts to come in to an interview, take up my time, and put a resume out that just says cool guy. Let's talk. Yeah, Let's see what's okay. up. Interns, my advice, never do that. <laughs> have a really good resume. So can you have your job? No. Sorry. Blake's resume was really good, and I'd worked with him before, and he got his job by being the best candidate. So that's how it breaks down. Oh. <laughs> At Dr. Underscore Spidey tweeted, Seriously, great job with Avengers Alliance. Only reason I got on Facebook in the first place, so it worked. Thank you, Scott. Glad you like Avengers Alliance. So much stuff coming out. I hope Strami talks about it, but if he doesn't, on Avengers Alliance... We announced a bunch of new characters in the game. Tigra and Gambit and Quicksilver and Emma Frost and Magic and tons of new costumes, AVX costumes and classic costumes. So much new content coming to Avengers Alliance you guys don't even know. Seriously. At Secret City Laugh tweeted, I'm back into comics after a 20-year break. Saddest Marvel moment, Death of Nightcrawler. I'm 45 and I actually cried. Look, I don't, I don't fault you for that at all. That was heartbreaking. The whole Messiah complex, Messiah War, Second Coming stuff, had so many moments where it was just, they just stabbed you in the heart with their words and pictures. At Simon Sebs tweeted, A lot of fans are upset there wasn't a Black Panther movie announced at SDCC this year. Fingers crossed for next year. Fans are upset over a rumor. Here's the problem I have. Some jerk created a rumor, started a rumor got people excited for something that's not happening. I don't, I'm not okay with that. Rumors hurt people because they get people's expectations all riled up. They get people excited for something that may not be true. And it's really, it's upsetting for me because, you know, like I know what we're doing. I know what we're not doing. I don't like seeing stuff out there that is blatantly false and someone trying to build up their website by posting false rumors. It's unfair to the people who then get excited about it. I would love a freaking Black Panther movie. Mm -hmm. He's an amazing character. Whether or not that's going to happen is not up to me. I have no, you know, when news, if news of that breaks, we'll talk about it. But until then, you know, I'm sorry, you guys, but you got your hopes up on something that we didn't have any, there was nothing, we weren't involved in this rumor. Nah, rant over. Sorry, Simon. You got the brunt of that. Wasn't you. At Simon Sebs, did you ever enjoy a drink, alcoholic or not, while reading comics? If so, what? You know, I often drink water while I do everything. 
So I always enjoy, I drink 90% of everything I drink is just plain water. I don't drink soda. I cut soda out of my life years ago. I only drink a little bit of that ginger ale stuff when my belly's hurting because it settles it. It gets, it gets me all good inside. But yeah, water, 100%. Blake, what do you drink when you read the comics? I'm water as well. I don't want to drink any alcohol when I'm reading comics or like watching movies or anything. I want to be like all there. Good. Drink responsibly. So, exactly. Water. Girls, are you of age? Yes. Not quite. Uh-uh. So you don't drink alcohol. Not, not yet. Okay. But I don't like to drink anything when I'm reading comics because I like to keep them as a collectible after, so I don't want to like okay. mess it up and try to like even when I open. So what them, is it? Like, how does this? What does? How does this make ah, you feel? No. I just well. <laughs> oh my god. I'm so into that. <laughs> you guys, it's a comic book. It's meant to be read. If I crinkle it up, it's still, still you're gonna still read it. Read it. Was I'm that the one with like, the really pretty cover that you were going that over? That was the. Yeah. It's a go- <laughs> It doesn't stop the cover from being gorgeous. This is what I think. It's a comic book. You can still read it. But just try not to bend it, I guess. Is. Oh, they're no, crying. They're all, they're, they're all. Kristen, this is really your fault. Yeah, you did, you did this. You did this. You, did the, you brought this on these yeah. comic books. For those just listening, I'm just manhandling our stack of books, which I think are John Cerilli's. Yeah. Oh, well. Whoops. he's They're going to sit on his desk for a little while anyway because he's got so many comics. And he didn't take us to lunch. Yeah, he didn't take us to lunch. That's what you get. Hold on. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <sighs> comics are meant to be read and if you collect them as well that's great <laughs> okay at simon sebs tweeted will stan lee be on this week in marvel anytime in the near future probably not unless we get out to la and, and go see stan usually at a convention we have some time with him but he he has very limited time we had a great interview with stan one of my favorite moments of comic-con is after i finish interviewing stan and i've interviewed him now like five or six times over the course of years, and finished the interview. It was good. It was, it was fun. He takes both of his hands. He takes my hand in his, and he goes, you are a very good interviewer. I had a lot of fun. Thank you. And I've never had that happen before when I've interviewed Stan. Most people don't say that. I mean, you know, they're like, that was fun. But Stan, who's been doing this for, you know, 60, 70 years, who's almost 90 years old now, thanking me, saying it was a very good interview, complimenting me of all people was wonderful so hopefully you guys get to watch the interview i thought I, it seemed like it was a fun one at simon Sev's tweets heard it san diego comic-con something big is happening with monica rambeau hoping she's getting her own comic i don't know what that is hopefully ben can shed some light so simon if you want to tweet that to ben he may have more information to be honest i was so busy at the booth i wasn't able to go to any of the panels or really catch up on a lot of the news while we were there so Ben would be the person to know. Coming to the home stretch, guys. Home stretch. At Webheaded Hero, steal oats with blueberries and cinnamon with a protein shake to watch it wash it down. That's his favorite breakfast food. What is steel cut oats? Is that like a fake food? Is that a real food? Maybe it's like an oatmeal kind of thing. But with steel. I don't know, guys. Yeah, steel. I hope you're not eating steel, Webheaded Hero. Oof. At Webheaded Hero tweeted, Thank you this week at Marvel. You make my hour of cardio go by faster every day. Hashtag get swole. Love that hashtag. Mm-hmm. That is the best hashtag, and I'm glad we can help you enjoy it. I always have to listen to music when I'm at the gym because I, like, I'll listen to something, and I'll just start running faster or doing more because that, that's, how, that's what I need. But I'm glad you can listen to us and still pump that iron. Because I couldn't listen to me and pump iron. That would be tough. 
At Dirty Lash tweeted, thanks for the This Week in Marvel with Team Barrowman. I take it it was just for me because I asked for it months ago. He knows it wasn't, though. No, we were lucky when we were at C2E2 that John Barrowman was there. We have a great relationship with C2E2 folks, the people at Reed. They were able to get us some time with Mr. Barrowman. I also bribed him with some photos of being able to pose with Captain America's shield. And I also got Ramon Perez, of the incredible artist of Tale of Sand, and John Carter, and a book we haven't announced yet. I got him to draw Captain America for Mr. Barrowman. I gave that to him. So it all worked out. It was really great. At Dirty Lash tweets to Ben, your right should be harder on the interns. Oh, you are right. You should be harder on the interns. Squirrel Boy, make sure you use the correct version of your. Your with Y-O-U apostrophe R-E means you are. Your Y-O-U-R is like something that is you, your possession. So you got to use the correct your. This goes for everybody. It's really important. It changes the meaning of your sentence entirely. Anyway, you are right. You should be harder on the interns. They are working at Marvel. Hashtag work them till they bleed. That's a little too much. My goodness. No, we're not working anyone till they bleed. Yeah. Come on now, why don't you hey? That's a lot. No, we make sure our interns work and they do stuff, but not till they're bleeding. Goodness. At Dirty Lash also tweeted, my favorite breakfast cereal is Fruit Loops, but you can't get them in the UK. Hashtag just making the podcast longer. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Makes you be like, crikey, no Fruit Loops. Hello. Hey. Crikey. Uh, at Dirty Lash tweeted to Ben, I know there are a few gay superheroes, but are there any gay supervillains? There's gotta be. I don't know. There has to be. I just don't know that we've explored them. There has to be. I just don't know them off the top of my head. It's a great question. We'll try and figure out some. At Dirty Lash tweeted, What's the hardest past comic secret you have struggled to keep or have let slip? Everything, all the big events are are big secrets for months and months, if not years, for us. You know, it's we keep that stuff. We learn about this stuff so far ahead of time that everything is, you know, a secret. But it's not really a struggle anymore. It's just the way it is. I mean, I we can talk about it internally to certain people, so you have that outlet. I just can't talk about it publicly. So it's not really, it's not as hard as it seems because, you know, if I see someone on the street, I'm not going to go, hey, the ending of AVX is this. But I can talk to Blake about the ending of AVX because we both know it. I hope you say that in the same way. Yeah. I walk up to someone and I shake my, my, my arm and I'm like, hey, 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 let me tell you about AVX. Why that accent? I don't know. Final one from Matt Dirty Lash. Bring back the Ungaje section of This Week in Marvel. Things you need a group like Ungaji Gang. Yeah, we've got only one tweet from in here. Oh, and that's actually a reply, a retweet of Dirty Lash that says, This makes sense to me. Tim, the only one stopping you from having a section on this podcast is yourself. I gave you a nice compliment earlier. Step it back up, dude. Final question, comment of the show is from at Swagpool. Blake Garris is stealing... Hambugars and trying to trademark me Twitter name, which is trademark. I think he might be. Do it in the Lucky Charms guy accent. I was thinking like a Lucky Charms pirate. Yeah, try it again. <laughs> Blake Harris is stealing me hamburgers and trying. <laughs> There's also 
or or Blake Garris is stealing me hamburgers and trying to trademark my Twitter name. So it's you can it can be right either way. Oh God, I'm, I'm losing it. Oh, that is the end of this week in Marvel. Whew, it's been a it's been a long week, you guys. Very long week. Thank you to all the interns. Rachel, Kristen, Anthony, and Tom. Thank you to Strami and Blake. Even Ben, who didn't do anything except he probably put some of this information in here. But thank you to everybody. And especially thank you to everyone who listens to This Week in Marvel. We really appreciate it. This is Marvel, your universe. <laughs>